Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers. We've got weird little bit of news. Not a lot of news. <laughs> I think I if it's the season again, I, I, was, I, I talk about this and I get excited because tis the season again, right? Like, we're finally in August, August, September, October, like, it's fall, we're gonna start to have weather changing, nights are a little darker, a little longer, festivals start happening, we have a bunch of festivals happening right now, I think Fantasia is happening right now, or Fantastic Fest, one of those two, there's festivals all throughout the next few months, horror festivals specifically, or movies that show horror movies at festivals, there's a bunch of crazy movies coming out, um, yeah, I don't know, uh, it's, uh, it's quite the time, it's the time, it's our time, the time that we get excited, of course, Telluride's in a few months, like, can't wait for that, um, super excited to review those movies when they come out, but, tis the season. Yeah, I'm getting, um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get pretty hyped up, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think in the next couple weeks we'll probably get the first wave, um, for Telluride, and then, that's, that's when things start to get real. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then, of course, we do our, like, you know, short festival. So if anybody listening has any really good horror shorts they saw in the last year, like, let us know. And we try to, like, curate them and put them up. So, you know, tell us if you got, if you got them. I mean, we love seeing new horror shorts. It's like our, it's, we love it. It's, it's the best part of any festival, frankly. It's true. All right. So, yeah, we, the, uh, yeah go ahead. <clears throat> Oh no, I was going to say, yeah, you're right, it, it is the best part, definitely the part that we always look forward to, like we can't miss those. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, f- speaking of all of the stuff happening, there's a bunch of really co- cool movies coming out um, in the next month-ish, or actually in August alone, there's a ton of movies coming out. Um, whether these be like tr- at festival releases or in theaters, we got Don't Breathe 2 coming out next week. The Green Knight, I thought, already came out. I watched it already. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. We watched it, uh, like, two weekends ago, I think. Demonic's coming out, which is the new, um, you know, Bloomcamp horror movie, right? Yeah. And then Nighthouse, which every time I see a trailer for I get more interested in. We got Chapelwaith, which is a new, is it a Netflix show, or is it just a new show? I think it's it's either Netflix or HBO. Is it a movie or a show? Like that. It's a show okay. with um, uh, Adrian Brody. And he's brodying it up. He looks yeah, just as weird as he normally be... does. <laughs> it's supposed to be based on the um, uh, Stephen King story, uh, the um, Salem's Lot one, Jerusalem's Lot. So, what's the difference between Salem and Jerusalem's Lot? I think it's the same thing. I, I could be uh, just because I don't follow vampire stuff that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but I think Salem's Lot was just the. Film adaptation of Jerusalem's Lot, which was the short story that it was based on. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. As um, I understand it, but I could be wrong. Okay. So, and then we got a movie that Sickle put on here named called Mosquito State that looks like Cronenberg-y kind of psychological horror. And of course, the one that's closing up the month is Candyman. So, lots of stuff happening this month um, in horror. Yeah. And I'm a little, I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to bring this up, you know, every episode, but it, August was a tough one to come into because it's, it's like, 
mourning it's like a new like anniversary to mourn and because this was yet again another month that was supposed to have antlers in it and it got pushed back again but it's so, coming out in october now it's like right around it's halloween supposed to yes if it doesn't <laughs> i think they're gonna have a riot on their hands i don't think it's a movie that exists it's not real it is it's been shot i know it <laughs> but you know even if it doesn't come out next month we get venom too Oh, so that's, true. that's that's a pretty sweet part of that. And then there's another movie that comes out next month too that I can't remember now, but it's going to be cool. Oh, Shang-Chi is the one I'm thinking of as far as superhero movies go. And that movie looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, speaking of superhero movies, Suicide Squad was awesome. I was just about um, to say that. Let's talk about Suicide Squad. Well, actually, let's not talk about Suicide Squad right now and just add it to our reviews list later because I'd love to talk about that in Empty Man with you. Yeah, me too. All right, so, yeah, August is a cool month, So, and keep your eye out, because these next three months are going to be really crazy. Halloween Kills comes out in October, too, so lots of cool things happening. Um, so keep an eye out as you're kind of watching your, uh, you know, whatever you watch, and there's, there's movies, there's movies everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> you going to say anything? You, you, you breathed, and I assumed you were going to talk. Uh, uh. No, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, just excited for the coming months. I'm ready for October. It's it's all it, it's how I survive the year. Oh my gosh! Ready for October. A lot of pressure, tell you right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so the trailer that one of my friends showed me the other day for is one of the trailers we have on our list today. It's called Midnight Mass. It's the new Mike Flanagan movie or show. Sorry. Uh, so if you don't know who Mike Flanagan is, you're kind of missing out. He's done a lot of really great stuff. Um, namely the How to of Hill House TV show on Netflix, Hush, he did some of the Ouija stuff. What's the other movie he did recently? Didn't he do something recently that was, like, super crazy? No, he did Doctor Sleep, that's what it was, which is a great movie. So good. Yeah. Um, Midnight that's Mass. One of the most, that's one of the most, cinem- like, cinematography-wise, like, that is one of the most beautifully shot horror movies ever made. And it still feels like a horror movie. It has a, I think personally, it has a perfect marriage between all of the versions of The Shining. Like the book, the Kubrick version, the made for TV version. It kind of pulls things from all of them and creates its own follow up movie, you know? And yet still feels like, I mean, not fully standalone because obviously it helps with, um, to, <laughs> to be familiar and have seen The Shining, mm-hmm. at least Kubrick's, but. It still feels like a wholly its own movie to well, me. But like, I think yeah, the book uh, enough too. that you don't have to me... watch Kubrick's pile of trash to get the Doctor Sleep. You can experience any <laughs> Shining movie to get it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was one of those things where like because I'm not a huge fan of The Shining, and so it took me a long time to actually go see Doctor Sleep, like to bother with it, because I was like, I like my Flanagan, yeah, like, I like Damn, why did I sleep on this? <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm just not interested in this. I hate, I don't care for the story. It's kind of boring to me. And then, yeah, but when I finally got around to watching it, I was like, this movie is incredible. This movie is so well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a huge, like, cinematography buff. I just really like movies. But this one, I could see why people really, really like it. So, um, all right. Let's, um, let's talk about. Uh, some some movies, I guess. This is going way faster than usual. Um, <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about uh, the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, yeah. Hyper-violent. Amazing. Very violent, it, though. It, be, be ready for it that. Was, 
Yeah, it's very James Gunn, not Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn, yeah, but rated R James Gunn, which Disney is most of James Gunn. What is, wait, what What else, you're going to have to refresh me, I'm being an idiot right now. What other stuff has James Gunn done that's rated R? Uh, so, uh, one that like kind of fits right into this vein, um, he did Super. Um, that was oh, one of his movies. Oh, really? The one with like Rain Wilson and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was one of his like first his first ones um, that he did. Um, he did uh, Slither. Um, he did Slither. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, he did. Uh... Oh shoot! What was the he other was one? He was a writer um... on Movie Forty Three. That makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he, he, he wrote the Belko experiment. Yeah, okay. What's that? He he wrote or is he wrote the Belko experiment, I think. Yeah, yeah, he had, yeah, he was connected to that one, which is obviously, I mean, that one's pretty violent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. He so yeah, he's done quite a few uh fun ones. He is obviously a huge fan of uh, <laughs> uh like uh, Michael Rooker has got to be in like all of his movies. Oh, and something I learned about him. I guess I didn't really remember this or knew this ever, but he did work for Troma and he knows like Andy Kaufman, not Andy Kaufman, but the guy who runs Troma Films. So he's like kind of been in that milieu before and I guess uh the Kaufman guy is in every one of his movies if you look close enough kind of like Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, but uh, Suicide Squad was amazing. Like, so I I don't know if you, anybody else had this happen, but I don't really remember the original Suicide Squad being terrible. But I think it's because I I ifrited it, or like I just put pieces in that made it make sense, or I filled in gaps that didn't make sense, or I just watched it for the trivial stuff that I liked, like the action and the heroes doing their powers, like. I'm able to, like, weirdly change my window sometimes when I watch a movie and just ignore stuff that doesn't make sense. I don't remember being that bad, suffice it to say. And this movie, like, I was like, I want to kind of go back and watch the other one. Was it actually as bad as people say it was? Just because this one was so good that, like, I was like, there's no way that they could have, it could have been that bad originally, like. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. James Gunn makes that big of a difference. (laughs) And that's that's what I mean, though, is, like, I think that's what I'm, yeah, what exactly what you just said is I'm getting at, like, he made this movie so well that I was convinced that the other movie was, was better than it was, because this movie was so entertaining and, and well done. There were um, quite a few people that I had to go evangelize for this movie this past week, where they were so, they hated the other one so much, and were, like, they I, a lot of people were really thrown off by the fact that they were like, didn't they just do one? Didn't we just have... Yeah, and, and I'm like, like yeah, but it was awful. Mm-hmm. And so they they got James Gunn, who is much more reliable, and he's done a movie that's exactly like this, basically, that he took C-list characters and made an awesome movie out of it. Like, everybody loves Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and I'm like, I don't understand why it's taking you so... Why it's so hard to convince you people that, like, Whoa. you... Did, you had no reason to like Guardians of the Galaxy, but you liked it because the writing and the directing and the the uh, uh, cast choices were fantastic. So it's like, why don't you trust him to do it again? <laughs> I, mean, I don't like, know. I mean, it's, like, it's, for, it's probably for the same reason version. you didn't trust Joss Whedon to do a good, like, DC Justice League movie, right? Like, he's done lots of good stuff, but just because you did that doesn't mean everything's going to be good. 
Oh, but in this case, it was. Yeah, of course it was <laughs> in this case, but, like, you know. You just, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just need, I, I need people to, it, it's, it's, this is a very unique circumstance. Like, I, I think I feel like, because normally we would, we would jump all over that. Like, if it's like, we just tried this and you bombed it. Like, why are you trying again? Like we we would we would point that out for you a lot of would things. I wouldn't I think that's cool <laughs> when they do that and like I love that um, they but see the problem the thing I have is though is they pulled so many of the other characters back into it which was really cool like it was really smart because they were like what's like they, it was kind of like to um I mean not to just you know not to be a bro but like you know it, it's kind of like uh, when your your team gets a new general manager and they like evaluate the team talent and then they just they're like well there's no reason to completely start from scratch these three guys are really good yeah but we can dump these guys and these guys and these guys and like get rid of this coach you know fill in you know here director read director when i say that mm-hmm. you know like get rid of the coach director and get in the guy that is going to make these guys shine but like ha- give him these three guys to build off of that we're already doing awesome and so, like, it, I love, I love that about it too. It was a really unique um, take on it, where it's like we're not, we don't need to replace Rick Flag or um, Waller. Is it Waller? Amanda Waller, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, it's like well, there's no reason to do that. They were already great, but it, oh, and then of course, um, I'm sorry, and then of course Margot, Margot Robbie. Um, yeah, and Rick Flag. Like, when, like Rick Flag was in yeah, there too, which ex- was really good. Yeah, like it was perfect to just keep those guys, and and then just like. Start over with everything, and else. it fits really but, well with the Suicide Squad as a comic story too. Like people come in and out of Suicide Squad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so it's true, and yeah, and just so you know, if for those that are like, I really don't want to have to go see the first one in order to see this one because I've heard it's so all. bad. If for whatever reason you didn't skip it, or if, or if for whatever reason you skipped it and you don't want to go back and watch it, you don't have to. That there's absolutely no reason for you to have to do that. I would say you, right into you this could and definitely go watch Birds of Prey, though. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn, because, like, that movie is pretty entertaining. That was good. Yeah, that one's been... That one's more, um... If, if, that one's more divisive than the first one. Like, it was almost generally... The first one was just almost generally panned and hated by pretty much everybody. But the other one was more divided. Like, you, you'll find people that really like that one and love that one, mm-hmm. and other people that think it was also not good. So, do you know the original but, Suicide Squad movie won an Oscar? No, of what a Razzie? No, an Oscar, straight <laughs> up. For what? What do you think? Effects. Best makeup and hairstyling. Best makeup. Best, and hairstyling. I'm sorry. Best achievements in makeup and hairstyling. Best achievements in makeup. How can you hate a movie that won an what, Oscar? I guess is my is my question. Harley Quinn, I guess. <laughs> I'm just messing around. I mean, yeah, who else I don't know. Did they Watch do it. makeup for? Or, I mean, if you're I counting still Croc, don't think it's as Croc bad as looked like think it is. Croc looked like the the Michael Chiklis is the thing spray painted green, and I hated it. If there was ever a time where you should have done a giant CG dude, that was the time, and you chose well, to. You know what they did? They just basically. Uh, Made a giant CG dude, <laughs> King Shark, <laughs> and he's awesome, and he's awesome. I didn't, I, and, I didn't like that he was so dumb. But I, I think the only time I know King Shark is from the Harley Quinn TV show, like the one where they like took Harley yeah. Quinn from that like Batman of animated series universe and made it into like a really adult show, which is really good, by the way. If you haven't seen that as well, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I've heard that's really good. I haven't gotten to watch it, but I've heard really good things about it. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think he's more, he's more like Clayface level, right? Like, he's just a normal dude that's just, or like normal intelligence. Yeah, um, yeah, I be- yeah, I believe so. But again, I have only the Swartzen or the Arnold or the Sylvester Stallone version, and then the one where he's a super nerd in the TV show. So like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure if this is like um, if this is like, you know, Bane from Batman Forever versus Bane from the Christopher Nolan movies, where like you're like, <laughs> okay, which one of these is the right one? And you're like, kind of neither, but more the Colt Nolan one. <laughs> it, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and like, uh, yeah, I would say that the King, uh, King Shark in general has been more on the like normal level of intelligence than the less intelligent person or less into adaptation. But I liked it. I I think it made him endearing, and because you like because he's a child, basically, you don't want him to die. It's like who wants a child to die? And so you're so and anytime he seems like he's in danger, you're like, oh no, please no. At least that's the way I felt. And I was like, don't, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. And he can't really die, so, like, that's also good. Like, he's kind of, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I definitely it, thought he might because of the way the rest of the movie went. But that's all I'll say for that because you should go watch this. If you have HBO Plus, yeah. HBO Max, it's on there. So is all the other good DC stuff. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like that balance, or I feel like that was, like, that balance in the movie was, like, really good. Like, that there's this, there's the dark comedy element of just, like, people that you think are going to be main characters just dying out of the blue. And it's kind of funny. But then, like, as it as the plot goes along, it actually makes you kind of attached to these people. Mm-hmm. But then the first half of the movie has shown you that anybody can die at any time. And so you're like, oh, please. You, you, you like, actually, at least for me, I, like, got, like, actually attached to these people, and I felt bad if one of them died. Instead of, it's, it's like, sometimes it's funny, but sometimes I'm like, this is genuinely, like, sad. I'm... Mm-hmm. I really didn't want that person to die. Yeah. And it, like, it's funny that the movie was able to achieve that to me. Like all these different emotions and like really connect with, with yeah. you. In, in my opinion, I thought it was, it was pretty brilliant on top of still being able to be lighthearted and like this over the top, violent, and dark comedy. I style. would say that if anybody's looking to do a movie that has a bunch of characters and you don't want to have to spend time doing each of those characters backstories, this is like a case study in that. Like, you can figure out how he did this so well from just watching it and how he puts these stories in and how he explains stuff and you get to know each of these characters like you're saying. Uh, but it's not like trite or annoying and there wasn't a movie on every single character just like the rest of the MCU. So it's a good it's it's really done well. So Yeah, I agree. Alright, let's let's move on and talk about the Empty Man, which is another movie that I didn't think I didn't know how I was gonna feel about and ended up uh, thinking is if this movie came out this year, I think it might be one of my tops. Like, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. So tell us, tell us why. Tell us why well, it, would, it would have made that. Okay, so The Empty Man is, is a new movie. And when I saw Empty Man, I kept making jokes about the bye-bye man or whatever. You know, <laughs> the, the pee-pee-poo-poo man. Like, it's, it's, it's a dumb name. It's like, a, it's let's dumb just name. be honest. It's yeah. one of the worst parts of the, of the movie. Or, or like, well, maybe the weakest part of the movie is the title. Like, you're like, I don't, yeah, it, it's, like, yeah, I just it. saw the title, yeah. you see the title, to me, you, you see the title it. and you see the cover, you see, like, the cover art for it, and it looks like a crappy mainstream horror movie that's not going to be good. Yeah, and I actually like ignored this movie because of that. Like, I yeah, me too. did me not too. watch this movie until one of our close friends, Tyler Birdbones, is what we call him, told us to watch this movie, because he started it in the first, like, the first 
10, 30 minutes were pretty good. Like, and I was like, hmm, I would not have guessed that that's what happened after watching the first 30 minutes of this movie. I was like, that is not how I expected it to start in any way. Like, I was expecting, yeah. like, the Slenderman movie, right? That's kind of what I was just thinking. Yeah, was, exactly. Oh, this is another Slenderman movie. Uh, or this is the pee-pee-poo-poo bye-bye man. And it's just going to be another, like, <laughs> endless hope thing. But, oh, wow, I was wrong. It, it's a little slow at times, which is fine, though, because um, it's not, like, a, it's not... You're you're convinced that it's supposed to be a mainstream horror, so you're just waiting for jump scares all the time, and it, and it fights itself because it's not that. And so you are expecting that as the watcher because you only have the title and the setting and the the picture on the on the cover to go with, right? And so you're expecting, oh, okay, this is going to be you know truth or dare. This is going to be uh, the one about the the wish box, like all these movies that come out every year that are just kind of like stock standard horror. But then you keep watching and you're like, whoa, what is happening here? Okay, oh my god, this is terrifying. Holy crap, this gets crazy. Oh my god, what is going on here? Um, very Lovecraftian too. Like, it's not traditional. Like, it's not color out of space or or uh, underwater Lovecraftian. It's its own kind of freaky, messed like up wounds. Yeah, wounds. Yeah, I thought that was a good. Um... A good comparison that our, our friend made was was to that movie that it has that Lovecraftian feel to it more the um, the 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 chaos the insanity that or you know the the loss of sanity and the unknown the cult oh, to an unknown god you thing. said wounds you said you didn't say it looms you said it's like wounds the movie that movie, yeah movie. Wounds. okay yeah Sorry, i agree yes, actually wounds, yeah i didn't like wounds as much as, as everyone else did but i definitely feel like uh it does have wounds vibes for sure yeah this and and like yeah this movie to me it just it was filmed in such a strange way like the first the first thing to me that was that that was a giveaway that it was going to be different was that the runtime is over two hours Dude, and that doesn't I didn't happen think horror about that very much until i you know you're completely right because we we stopped at some point because we were watching it late and we didn't finish it we stopped and started again i was like oh my god i thought we only had like half an hour left in this movie and we didn't it was like way longer than i thought and it is odd because you're like well, what's supposed to happen right now like I thought we were kind of at the end. And then you're like, oh, this isn't the end at all. Like, oh, wow, this is not the end in any way. (laughs) Yeah, and and I thought that part was really interesting because I was like, even even when it was at its slow parts and even when it was at the parts, because there is a section of the movie, in my opinion, that that does feel like kind of out of place with the rest of the movie where it does feel kind of mainstream. Like, guy, down on his luck guy, tries to solve case that looks like a suicide or murder, but ends up being a supernatural thing, and it's following these teenagers. But it and nips they're that in the off. bud pretty quick. Like it does, yeah. It's just this yeah. weird build. But and again, I just in the back of my head, I kept going back to the runtime, and I was like, no, this movie's two hours. This it's not going to do it this for two hours. Be, Something's yeah. going to happen. And the and part, the part that juxtaposes that too, if you're worried about that, when he said that, is the first thirty minutes is like almost like like Rorschach painting opposite of the next 30 minutes. And then the last hour of the movie is just a different adventure. Like you start yes. in the first 30 minutes and you're like, what am I watching? Is this the relic? Is this some kind of crazy thing? What is happening here? Cause it, it, you don't really get it connected until 
until way later, if at all, depending on how you're looking at the movie. And then you're right, it goes into, like, this is why the teen thing, it's, like, teens, that's the setting part I was talking about, so that t setting part is, like, it's high schoolers, they're doing crazy stuff, they're summoning blah blah blah, empty men, whatever, all this yeah. stuff, and you're like, okay, this is gonna get slow or boring or whatever. But no, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all. I don't know. I, no. The reason I think it will make my top ten is because I don't know that we're going to have a movie that um, that's just unique, like, this year. You know, um, we only have a few months left, and I guess you know I'll have to go back through and watch, but I feel like this movie is genuinely unique. And you think it's going to go one way, and it doesn't secret window you, it doesn't hide and seek you. It, it does something genuinely interesting at the end. Um, the, the parts, like, it's genuinely creepy, I feel like. There's parts in it where I was genuinely creeped out, and I don't feel like that happens very often anymore. Uh, so I gotta give it props for being able to creep me out, you know? And, uh, I think that the, the sculpture thing is really cool looking. And that's a small part of it, but I feel like, that part of it is pretty cool part of it so i agree um yeah I, I liked um a lot of the aesthetic throughout it felt um yeah there were times where i was like man i really wish that you'd that speaking to the director that they'd push the envelope like he does through most of it um mm -hmm. that that there are parts where he didn't it, or it, i felt like he didn't and i was like man i really wish they was pushing it because especially after seeing the movie as a whole, I'm like, man, you really pushed the envelope for a solid 20 minutes at the beginning and then for a majority of the rest of the runtime, but there were just these parts where it was like you felt, I don't know, it just got toned down, and I, I, th I feel like that part of that was probably intentional um, in the sense that it's like, it's it's almost a horror movie made for, for jaded horror fans, where it's like he's going to lull you into a false sense of security of like, oh, it's just another mainstream uh, standard you know cookie cutter horror movie and then it goes off the rails yeah i'd agree i think yeah. that's kind of why i liked it a lot too is that i mean i don't want to be like when you watch as many movies as we do but when you watch as many movies as we do like you kind of get bored like the conjuring 3 didn't do anything for me it was just kind of trite and i didn't really like it that much and so, like, you see these things, and if you can't be unique, it, it's harder to stand out unless you're doing a certain type of genre movie or something, and, I don't know, it rubbed me the right way. Yep. Yeah, I think it, it was a good one. Um, if you want to check it out, I believe it's on HBO Max right now, so it is. That is um, true. that's where you can go and uh, give it a watch of your of your own. And uh, just take a chance on something, on a horror movie that's over two hours, and I think that when that generally when that happens it's usually got something good i'd agree on, so i'd agree yeah. something, something brewing so let me can you do a, f a three minute quick overview of quiet place 2 since it's been out for a while i have not watched this movie yet on principle but i'd like for our <laughs> listeners to um okay let me let me preface sure. that let me preface that there are too many things nowadays that talk about the the scum of humanity being the main point of contention zombie movies have done it forever you have, like, Why the Last Man's coming out soon, and that's going to talk about it. I'm just, like, over it. I'm over it. Like, I'm over if society falls, everybody goes to shit, 
I get it. The only, the last time it's been done, and it's been done in an interesting way, was Daybreak on Netflix, and it was funny. It was about, like, it was like a high school teen drama in the apocalypse, which was even funnier. It's, I'm not interested in that part, and that's what the trailer sold me on. So, my piece is done. You go ahead and tell everybody why this movie's amazing. Okay. Um, if you liked the first Quiet Place, you will probably enjoy and appreciate the second one. If you did not like the first Quiet Place, why are you bothering to watch the second one? Because you know it's going to be, at best, more the same. I'm not. Or what Efrit just said, which is, like, the like something that's just been hacked to death. Of, like, if there's a post-apocalyptic landscape, then humanity's going to be horrible to each other. Like, I do think uh, this movie tackles every element of, humanity the humanity the good and the good and the bad and that was kind of the point of it was to actually be more of like a silver lining and like a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing like you know if this were to happen you know if something like this were to happen yeah there'd be terrible people but there'd also be a lot of good people and it, it was i, I like that about it because it's kind of like the first movie where it yeah you're gonna have some struggles with your family and you may feel like the love that you guys share is you know you're struggling with it but at the end of the day you know your family cares about you and they love you. Like there's this like light at the end. And, and so but, I, feel I like mean, this let's be fair on. though. Not a lot of things don't do that. Like even walking dead has a, like as a like good group of good people that want society. To oh, to. oh no, 100%. It's not unique. It's no, it's not unique in the sense that it does that. Um, I'm just saying that it wasn't just oh, okay. the dread, the dregs of humanity. Like, I just want to say it wasn't just that. So thankfully, it did. It did include the other element, so it wasn't just a. I bet you didn't know this, but humanity's the real monster. Like it doesn't just. <laughs> it doesn't do that, and that, and I'm glad that it doesn't just sit on that. But I 100% agree with you. This A Quiet Place Two does nothing that Walking Dead did, hasn't done a hundred times. But it's it doesn't. And I'm, and I'm, I know that there are a lot of people that love A Quiet Place too, and I, and I think it was a good movie, but it, um, it, it didn't do anything new from like a, there, a moral compass or, or, anything, or any plot devices. One cool new alien in it that wasn't like the other aliens in the other one. Like, no, no, no. It's, oh, it's all on. about just that. No, it, it was just that they're just used as the 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 horror vehicle to push the plot forward. Um, and they're not, they honest, they don't even do anything different. Like, it's not like, <laughs> it, it's, they didn't like evolve anything. to be able to like see a little bit. And like the one that sees <laughs> is like the alien that's like, you know, the white alien and alien resurrection where you're like, oh crap, it's smart <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, nothing like that. It, it wasn't, it, it, yeah, it, like it, it does feel, I, I think that you pretty much nailed it. It feels a lot like it was episode two of a quiet place if it were a tv series like hmm. it's kind of what it felt like um in a lot of ways and so i i don't feel like there was much originality um in that sense but uh i loved have uh, having a uh, killian murphy in it um i mean he i think he did a great job his character was really interesting i think okay. because like he kind of portray like he he portrays the guy that's like struggling in this post-apocalyptic world of, like, whether or not he should have morality. Like, should he only care about himself, or should he still want to, to you know, to, like, help others? And, like, that it was it was interesting to, like, just focus on this one guy. But again, 
not anything that Walking Dead hasn't done before. So I feel like we run into trouble, and this is my final point, I guess, since we're almost out of time, is... And you can make a final point, too. I'm not going to, like, it's my, my project. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that, like, if you're not offering anything new and you're just covering the kind of other stuff that happens in an apocalypse that thousands of things have already covered and you haven't done anything with your horror vehicle, why would I watch this movie? Like, what am I getting out of this movie that is more entertaining than just kind of watching the first one again? Uh, I think that the only... And I think... For, to answer that, I would say I would go back to the original yeah, comic that if you like, like the, the first, first one, you will like the second one, sure. because you care about the you care about the characters. So like, just you want to see where... this on another thing. Like, do you like Nicolas Cage? Yes. People are never gray. You either like him or you don't like him, right? If you, yeah. <laughs> if you like Nicolas Cage, you're going to continue to like Nicolas Cage. It's like not even a question. It just happens. Like, if you don't like him, you're not going to like him. So this is the same. Quiet Place is Nicolas Cage. If you like the first one, you're going to like the second one. If you didn't like the first one. Probably not going to like the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would see... I, I have a very hard time imagining a person that hated the first Quiet Place and loved the second one. I don't really think that person exists. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I'd love to know. All I'd right. love to Maybe know. Maybe I should watch it. Like, I keep I passing over it, and I'm like, um, eh, today. Not today. Not today. Eh. Eh. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Tell us about shorts you like. Let us know what you thought about the stuff we talked about, and we'll see you later. See ya.